Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy of Kids Views. I am here in the studio with Amy Oztan, Amy Ever After. Hello. And Andrea Smith in person. Yay. Our technology back. guru is back. <laughs> I don't see gadgets on the table. I'm a little worried. Oh, there's so many gadgets. <laughs> yeah, we had a preview actually in Lisbon of what's going to be at the uh, the IFA Tech Conference, which is in September in Berlin, and it's yeah, some pretty cool stuff. I love that they have to have like a massive preview, preview. Yeah. of what's going to be there in September, and and somehow you get to go to both Portugal and Berlin <laughs> yeah. because of this. Like, nice know, work funny. if you can get it. Nice work, right? This is the first time I've actually gone to the press conference, and uh, you know, it was it, it's it's interesting. It's a lot of stats, you know, like right. how many IoT devices and what the expected growth is, so it's more for like background for when you're reporting on the tech conference, but it was interesting, and I gotta tell you, the TVs that are coming out, this new frame TV from Samsung, I mean, it just looks like wall. It looks like art on your wall. Wow. Yeah. See, I never yeah. want to buy a TV because every year something yeah. better comes something out. New. It's annoying. We I were know. the we were the idiots who bought a 3D TV when those were hot, and we've never actually used it as 3D. Oh, why yeah. would you ever? You will never use it never. as 3D. No. Yeah. And we got a curved TV. Ooh. Yeah. That fad lasted yep. one year. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, today on the show, we are going to have a guest. We're going to have Jennifer Jolly. She's joined us before, but she's joining us again. She is tech reporter and lifestyle reporter for USA Today and contributor to the New York Times. And she had a story this week, which is why we're pulling her in, on how to stop robocalls. Yay. The article's Get rid of them. How to stop those annoying endless robocalls to your smartphone. Don't you feel like those just started? Like, yeah, I never mass? got them before like six them. months ago, ever. So she, we just feel like this is something, I don't care if you're a parent, not a parent, whatever you are. If you are a living, breathing human being. With a cell phone. With a cell phone. This is so annoying. You felt like cell phones couldn't. So she's going to come on and talk about the ways to do this. Um, and why she wrote the article, and we're going to chime in, and that's going to be our topic for today. And probably if you're setting up your kids' cell phones, yeah, this will be exactly. a very it's helpful such tip. such an intrusion. Yeah. And kids will answer. So yeah. let's have this whole conversation, and then we will have our Bites of the Week. So we will jump right in. We're going to have Jennifer Jolly on the phone. Hi, Jennifer. We are so glad you are on the phone with us. I am so glad to be on the phone with you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. I mean, we this was like such a super last minute. Andrew's like, this article's awesome. I'm going to see if Jennifer will come on the show and talk about it. <laughs> and it totally coincided with, no joke, I just had this conversation with my husband. In the last month, I don't understand what's happening. I'm getting so many of these robocalls. Yeah. And they look legit because they're the New York area code. There's so sneaky. So I wrote about it because the same exact thing was happening to me. And the, the calls look like they're coming in from the Today Show in New York. I mean, those are the mm -hmm. same numbers that pop up when I get those calls, either from companies I'm working with to talk about their gadgets or from these shows that I'm working with. So the same, you know, or it's a number that looks like it might be my daughter's school. You know, Yes, the school enough. one is the scariest, right? right? So you answer right. it. Yes, I have to answer it. And then, you know, of course, I got the, oh, I'm adjusting my headset. And, uh, yeah. And then the, the, you know, to add the insult to injury, which I wrote about in the article, it was the, hey, it's George Michael from the pharmacy with your diet medication. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, that was the one that pushed me over the edge. I was like, really? 
really? All right. I'm coming after you guys. <laughs> oh, man. My husband, always, he always hangs up the phone and he goes, it was Heather. And I go, who's Heather? He goes, you know, Heather from Account Services. <laughs> but what do they want? You know, they want they, they want a myriad of things. So, so one of them, and this got my parents twice. My parents travel, they're retired. They get home from a vacation, their home phone rings. It's someone from Microsoft who's detected a bug on their computer. Well, yeah, you know, my mom's computer has been acting funny. So they go through this, let me onto your computer, let me try to fix it, give me your credit card number, I'll take care of it for you. You know, so that's one. You know, one is can they engage with you and get you to give up some kind of information like your credit card number. They could, one of the recent uh, warnings that the FTC and FCC are both giving out is that they might just be trying to get you to say yes because that can prompt you know, voice prompt on down the line to, to get access to other things. So sometimes it's a, a voice uh, match, making a voice match. Most of the time it's trying to get you to give up personal information. So what do people, I mean, obviously a lot of people have fallen prey to this, right? And, and given money or been, been afraid that the IRS is coming after them. <laughs> and I know that, you know, Places like ARP and, and other organizations try to tell people the IRS will never call your cell phone and ask for money. Or and they also you. won't ask for your payment in phone cards. Right, in <laughs> iTunes cards. But and I wrote about that as well this year. Exactly. Yeah. The IRS is not coming to arrest you. So yeah. tell us how to stop these things from coming on your phone. You know, everybody has tried the do not call list. We all know the do not call list does not work. We know this. Now, there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there that that very list is how these guys are getting these numbers. That's not a, all the evidence, you know, from the government on down, and that's not necessarily the case. I mean, sometimes they're combing um, public records, which are made available all over the internet. And one of, I thought one of the most interesting things that somebody told me to do on this article was just Google your own cell phone number and see what pops up. Oh, that's so it's interesting. out there all over the place. And uh, I mean, that was kind of a, a big like, oh my what, Lord. What is. would that tell you? Well, for mine, um, it was uh, collected by a company called N-U-W-B-E-R like number, but with a W instead of an M that aggregates information from white page listings, public records, social network information, old press releases. And those are super, super simple to write a code for and, you know, skim along the internet, pick all those up and boom, you have targets where there's, a, you know, that are connected to a real person. Wow. Most of the time, if, if the scammers have spent enough time at it and written enough you know, complicated code, they can find out if you're over the age of 65 uh, they also mm. tend to target, especially that IRS targets uh, minorities, uh, legal aliens, you know, they anybody who's immigrated to the country, anybody who might, or and college-age students, right. because it's anyone who might feel a little bit like, oh, hey, maybe I did do something wrong and didn't know it. So they're really going after vulnerable hmm. um, portions of the population as well. It is so scary. So what's so weird to me is over the last month, what I've realized, these used to be unknown caller or some 800 number or some. Yeah. Now, the fact that they're tapping into these 
existing phone numbers because usually I would just start blocking the numbers. But like you said, like they might actually be real numbers for real businesses that I do deal with. It's just that that's not really the number they're calling from. How are they doing that? Yeah, they there's again a myriad of ways that technology has allowed them to make these calls. One of the most recent is they're tapping into old phone numbers, old abandoned phone numbers, which we all have about five of them by now, especially old landline numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, They can also just automatically generate these burner numbers, which uh, have been popular among the kids for a long time to make prank phone calls on their friends. There are apps that you can download right now from the app store and create these burner phone numbers. Oh, let's not give those out. <laughs> no, 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 I've been, been had by that a couple of times by my stepson, so I, I'm a little bit wise to that one. But that's pretty easy to create these burner phone numbers. And truly, you know, the, your own phone company or call provider gives you, you know, maybe up to 100 numbers to block. Blocking every nefarious call that comes in is time-consuming. Yeah. So I've really found the only way to do this is with an app and I haven't found an app yet that works as well as I need it to that I don't have to pay at least one or two dollars a month for. Right, it makes you wonder if those app makers are behind <laughs> A lot of people have those theories. <laughs> so what what's the what are some of the apps that you found that are at least somewhat helpful? Well, the one that's just working really, really well for me, and it is a paid app, it's Nomo Robo. Nomo Robo. Yeah, I use that on my, my home line, on my VoIP line. Yeah, so that one's been just great. And it's identified probably 60 calls that have come in wow. in the month that I've had it. So it's a free 30-day trial, or you can commit right away to that, you know, one ninety nine, two bucks a month or 20 bucks a year. Um, and just be warned, if you don't remember to cancel it, it will automatically bill. So that's right. a little warning I wanted to put in there. And then it just shows, it, it, the way it works is it analyzes millions of calls made to hundreds of thousands of people every single day, almost in real time. So it's almost like a wave where it's kind of a, a the more people use it, the more accurate it gets. Um, kind of like the Waze app for traffic, but for your phone. So it can identify what's real, what's not, and warn you about it. And another one um, that is free, although I don't recommend the free portion of it, I recommend the paid subscription portion, and that's TrueCaller. And uh, I've heard a lot of good things about that one since I wrote about it. I had about 150, maybe 200 emails sent directly to me about this where people are telling me what worked and what have hasn't worked for them and um, privacy star mr number Haya, and email were all rated pretty highly as well i haven't personally tried all of those out um, but those apps seem to be working really well for people now going back to the the nomo robo app because um, i'm i'm very familiar with it for phones but not for cell phones not the app when it when the way it works for my house is the phone has to ring once and then it stops does it actually ring your cell phone once it doesn't it oh can, the way that you set it so it doesn't ring at all it will pop up on a screen if i want it to and it'll just show me you know nomo robo call so it just shows a blocked call it, you know nomo robo caller id robo caller 
or it might rate it as just highly suspicious, kind of answer at your own risk. Um, and what is really cool about it is you can send yourself a test call to see how it works. Okay. So, yeah, so, so you can see that a call's coming in. You can make that decision, you know, oh, no, that's my bank, or, oh, I better send it to voicemail just in case, and then go back and listen to it. But, yeah, basically, it, it's like a charm for me so far. I would pay a dollar or two a month yeah. for that. Totally. Is that the kind of thing, like, right? if you had, you know, if you wanted it for your family, let's say you right. wanted to put it on your kids' phones because they're getting slammed, do you have to buy the app for each phone? You do. Right now you have to buy the app for each phone. And I haven't really dug around to see if there's a family plan out there. But, yeah, right now it's each phone. And that goes for text messages and everything as well. So it does work on that, too. I've never, I feel like this should be built into your phone. Yeah. Like, doesn't it, <laughs> yes. Honestly, like, doesn't I feel like Verizon should just be doing this? as Because they're already charging you for everything, right, all these fees. Right. If they just bundled in a $2 fee in your family plan to say, and this service? I mean, I don't understand why they Because for my home phone, it doesn't cost anything. You know, Um, I have, so my story this week is how to stop these calls on your home phone, on your landline, and I have two interviews lined up today with people who are telling me that they're working on exactly that, on providing the answer within the carrier. Oh, that would be awesome. hopefully... By this weekend, I'll have a big update. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Can we start a petition for like Verizon? I feel like whoever does it first, I'm going to switch to. <laughs> like, well, it's, it's I don't interesting because the way That's that kind of brilliant, right? The, the yes. way that Nomo Robo started was it was a contest to put out right. by one of the phone companies or something like who can invent something that will stop robocalls, and that was the one that won the contest. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. so. Yeah these contests that said help us we're stuck you yeah know, we can't figure this out on our own help <laughs> us and the FTC has an approved list of people you know app companies and various tech companies that they work with and that's kind of a good place to start too and I found that by talking with the Better Business Bureau and the Better Business Bureau and Consumer Reports they're working really hard on this too I mean it is really bad right now so just your imagination it's really really it's here's my question it's out of control it's really bad they call incessantly who is buying anything from heather at account services (laughs) well the old people that's That's what i want to know people over 65 and you know we had a we did an episode a few months ago about oh the grandfather the grandparent scam where and that's information they're gathering from social media too where they can see who these kids in college and how they're connected to their grandparents names of the grandchildren grandchildren they're calling and saying that they are the grandkid and they're stuck somewhere and they need money they're in jail right and it's just so it's i just feel like someone needs they need to step it up more like maybe it's aarp that needs to really start getting out there in force but it really as always it sort of targets old people that's always how it happens right it used to be the door-to-door salesman who would loop in your (laughs) um grandma this is the 21st century version of those door-to-door salesmen. That's a really good way to think about it. And as long as there is someone out there who is willing to either give way to fear or be duped into thinking that they need a medical device mm-hmm. for some reason or another or that vacuum cleaner, you know, I mean, that's a really good way to think about it. And the best we can do is educate ourselves our kids, our parents, 
and then just keep talking about it because it's it's definitely not going away and and it's amazing how you know you just kind of pull the band-aid off this issue and and it's it's you know it's a gusher <laughs> yeah it really is and and i know that lawmakers are talking about it but we know how long that takes to get anything done right so hopefully this is the tip of the iceberg you know, it's interesting. We talk a lot about sort of making a cell phone contract with your kids when they get their first cell phone and all this stuff. This is something that is never in there, right? Mm-hmm. People will talk about taking nude pictures, talk about sexting, talk about bullying, talk about Instagram, you know, whatever. But this is probably just as important a discussion. Your kids probably won't have access to a credit card to just hand over information, right. but they could certainly hand over quite a lot of personal information about your family without knowing it or just get really scared right if they're like your dad's in jail and you need to yeah. you know or where do you live and where yep. you know what kind of car do you guys have yep. whatever we have a package is. for you but we don't have right. your correct address you know having that conversation with your kids is, is a oh. whole new thing now you're giving me more. <laughs> <laughs> and Jen, you have a teenage, a sixteen-year-old, like, right? We've made like twelve articles for you, Jen. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I was just thinking, of course, like article, article, article. article. You know, my daughter just turned sixteen. She's starting to drive. I have so much to worry about. <laughs> well, we'll have to have you back to to like give us an update on all the technology you use to to Track keep her. your worry-free while while your daughter's driving. I, yeah, how to, you know, helicopter parent from afar and not have anxiety attacks every right. day. Right, that's drone the, parenting, that's, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, but, we, you know, I, I just started a, a new website, uh, techish.com, and this is what I, I want these discussions to have a place to live um, that is as available and as easy to see as, my USA Today stories or New York Times stories. So let's continue this discussion there. And I'll keep writing about it. I'll write that we talked about this today and and open up the comments and we'll just keep it going. That sounds great. Well, we will have links to your new site, which is super exciting. Um, yes, and I love to it. the article. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, we look forward to continuing the conversation, too. I mean, I think we love to hear from parents about all these things and I do think this is a whole people think of this as an adult issue without realizing they just handed their kids a cell phone at 12 years old absolutely and and as Jen said you know it's all about education you really have to educate people whether it's an older person yourself or your kids it's about understanding what do you do when this happens so it's a great way to continue that conversation well thanks Jen thanks so much for being on the show today we love having you Maybe oh, in person sometime so soon. <laughs> We'd love My to see you. My pleasure. Thanks so much. And, uh, enjoy we will, that sunshine. Yeah, enjoy your <laughs> Oakland weather <laughs> while we are in cold right. rain. But Thank thanks, Jen. You. Bye-bye, Jen. Bye. Bye. You know, I, I once did what they say you're never, ever, ever supposed to do. The experts say you should just hang up on those Microsoft people immediately. And... Um, I, I was getting so many of the Microsoft calls before I got Nomo Robo 
that I videotaped myself messing with one of the Microsoft guys for about, I feel like it was about 10 or 15 minutes. Oh just my like God. stringing him along with like the dumbest questions. And it was, you're never supposed to do that. But I have to tell you, it was so much fun. Yeah, I did that with an IRS guy once. <laughs> I did it with the Microsoft guy. I just started like, you know, using all my geek speak. Like, well, I don't understand. <laughs> Is it in my SDRAM or my DRAM? Or like where exactly? I'm going into my registry and I can't even use the words that he said to me right. on this podcast oh I was very vulgar and he hung up on me yeah I got my I I think I'd have to you know what I don't remember but um I got mine to swear at me too I went the opposite (laughs) direction I just acted as dumb as possible like I couldn't even turn the computer on without his help but don't do that oh god so educate your kids tell them not to give any personal information and let's check out the apps I think I may uh try one or two of those I'm definitely gonna check out the apps yeah yeah definitely I mean I can't mess with the Microsoft guys anymore because they don't get through to my home phone anymore (laughs) no that's perfect all right I just want to tell Heather to stop calling my husband (laughs) that's a different conversation Andrea (laughs) all right we'll be right back with our bites of the week Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We are back with our Bites of the Week, and we're starting with Amy, of course. Okay, so I I have two. One is uh, more of a reminder than a bite, and it's a very sad reminder because we had another massive house fire in New York City uh, recently where five people died, four young people and an adult, and there were no working smoke detectors in the house. And I I know it seems like victim shaming to even mention it, but it's just to prevent the next one. I worked with Kitta for years, and the one thing that was drilled into us was how important it is, how much of a chance it gives you to get out if you can even just get that, you know, like a one or two minute warning with the smoke alarm. So please, if you don't have working smoke alarms, get them. If you hate the beeping, get the 10 year, the the, the new ones that have a 10 year battery built in, so you never have to have that beeping for 10 years. There's a a nine volt battery called Roost. It's a smart battery and you put it in, it lasts about 10 years. And it connects to an app on your phone so that when the battery is nearing the end of its life, it texts you and sends you a message that That's it's time excellent. to change what? the I like mine that just goes beep, beep. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. So, <laughs> you, so you can either get, get a new one that has the 10-year battery built in. If you don't want to get a new one, you can get the, the battery that Andrea just mentioned. Just make sure that you have working smoke detectors. And carbon please. monoxide. And carbon monoxide oh detectors. Oh my God. Please. Just combo. get it all in one. Yeah. Yes. Um, but anyway, so that's my reminder. My bite this week is a three-part Netflix series that called... That was my bite! Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Okay, that is a testament to how good it is. Okay, we can talk about it together. It's, it's called Five Came Back, and it is so, so, it's How do so you guys good. watch, like, the newest... I mean, I don't understand. I was Re- just on two 13-hour plane rides <laughs> and then two yeah. six-hour plane rides within... Within two weeks. So I have watched everything you could watch and download, download. On And the fact that Hilarious. you can download it. Now, I thought I you guys were going to be so proud of me because on my flight to Lisbon, I downloaded and watched the first four episodes of Orange is the New Black. Oh. But see, that's how you know I'm always four years behind you. Yeah, yes. that one yeah. is. You are very behind okay. on that one. But, but, <laughs> but it's good. Okay. All right. So go ahead. Tell me about this. So now I know what to do four years from now. <laughs> <laughs> no, this one won't take you as long because it's only about, it's a little over three hours. Yeah. And it's it's based on a book and it's about five Hollywood directors in the 19, late 1930s and 40s um, who enlisted, 
who at the height of their careers yeah these guys were like giving up you know great careers to go into i think most of them it was one was the navy the other were the army i forget yeah um but it was it was uh, John Ford, John Houston, um, William Wyler, George Stevens, and Frank Capra, and each one of them is paired with a modern day director um, who gives. It's all based on a book and the, Mark by Mark Harris. Yeah, and the directors one give of the best Twitter feeds you'll ever read. If seriously, you don't follow Mark Harris's Twitter feed. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna have to check it out. He's an amazing film writer and critic. Okay, but. Um, Fabulous Twitter. And <laughs> I'm definitely going to check that out. And uh, each one of the, the old Hollywood directors is paired with a modern director who gives insight kind of beyond the book, you know, director to director. And it's just such a wonderful combination of Hollywood history and World War II history that I had no idea about. Yeah. So I was a film major in college. And um, John Ford in particular studied for a long time. But um we never covered this. I have to tell you that, and I, I mean, I went deep into John Ford, <laughs> like when I tell you, like I had a Western, like whatever. Um, but this whole history of World War II on film yeah. is so fascinating because I think for a lot of us, we think the Vietnam War was the first war that everyone saw. Right. That was like in your living room. Whatever. But people lived at the movies. And before every film was a newsreel. It was a newsreel, yeah. And it was some of these crazy stories. Like three quarters of Americans saw like two or more movies a week. Like they had some crazy stat in this documentary like that. Because they were a nickel, right? Or 10 cents. And you would see a double feature. So these newsreels were so powerful. And everyone was getting the same news, right? And the same. I mean, they were all said radio, but. Yeah. And I thought what was so cool is I never even thought about it because these men were old. They were like mid to late 30s, early 40s. Like they volunteered. They would yeah. not have been enlisted. No. And I think all but all but one of them was too old. And and the fifth one had a, a health issue yeah, yeah. that would have none of them would have had to go into no, the military. And at William Wyler was the only Jewish mm-hmm. one, which was really, <laughs> you know, a big leap. Um, but it, what's so interesting about it is it's about World War II, but it's also about you know, Hollywood was run by Jews and they were in this horrible position of not wanting to look like they wanted America to get in the war to save Jews or because they were foreign, right? Because Jews were considered like not quite American. They were still considered old country. So like there was that, uh, that whole thing that they had to battle where like the actual studio heads were like, I don't know, you can't make those super paid, right. you know, movies about war and they showed Charles Lindbergh and the whole America oh, First thing. That was so creepy. It resonates with today. Him giving that America First speech mm. is so creepy. And it's in the book. They did not add that no, like, no, no. because of what's happening today in politics. No, no, no. That, is, the book. that is just that part of his. Out, like, yeah. Two years ago? The book 2014. 2014, so three years ago. Um, All right. What's the name of this again? It's called Five Came Back. Yep. I'm going to have to watch it. Yeah, do it. It's only three hours. It's okay. so just do it. good. And... Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna make my kids watch it too because I just feel like there's so much history. And then if you watch their films, like Frank Capra made "It's a Wonderful Life" after this, mm-hmm. so you wow. s- now like you see now you it with a whole different perspective on like yep. how devastated they were by the war, by everything that happened, and how that's reflected in their later hmm. films. Which still, again, I was a film major. They never talked about anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, how'd you not right, talk about how the war affected John yeah. Ford? Yeah. Yes, yeah, but it's great, and it's also great if you like the the modern directors. It's it's yes. Steven Spielberg who produced it, and uh, Lawrence Kasdan, Francis Ford Coppola, um, Guillermo, Guillermo del, del Toro, and one more that I'm forgetting. Oh, remember. Paul Greengrass. Right. Um, so you also get to see a lot of them, and 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 a lot of footage of the old directors 
talking. So much footage of Frank Capra, who I don't think I even knew what he looked like. And now I feel like I know him because they had so much footage of him. It was fantastic. Right. It's really good. And footage of the films. Yeah. So footage of their World War II films they made, mm-hmm. which who knew? Didn't even know <laughs> they existed. See all that. So anyway, it's really, really good. I will say my only issue is, that's not an issue, but boy is it man heavy like it's five well, male that's directors that's what Hollywood was but now too oh yeah they could have picked they a woman now picked some other yeah. it was just interesting to me it was such a man's thing and, and I also think it's interesting because I think Steven Spielberg has a World War II problem like I do <laughs> I think that he and Tom Hanks like they need to get over that they didn't fight in World War II so like a little bit there's a little bit of that too I'm like oh yeah yeah you're ready we get it but obviously there's new ground to cover because we, yeah. we had no idea about this if anyone was going to find it, yeah, it, it would be so. them. I'm surprised Tom Hanks <laughs> right, didn't make I'm a cameo. Watch it. I'm going right. to bump it up, you know, before I finish season one of Orange is the yes. New Black. Yes. No, finish I that first and then do this. I would do that first. Okay. Because you have to really watch that whole season. Like, <laughs> you, you got to okay. watch. You got to ingest it. Was it was great all. on the plane. It's the best season of all the seasons. It was kind of weird on the plane. Some of the scenes I yeah. had to hold my iPad close to me because I, was gonna I say didn't it's, want it's, anyone to It's see. great on the yeah. plane if you hide it from anyone yeah. and, sitting you know, behind you. You didn't want the guy next to me yeah, watching. that first season. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Andrew, what's your bite? All right, so, uh, plus planes and travel. So, this trip, so my my issue always is, what am I going to do for cellular connectivity overseas? And I've been really toying with, do I switch to T-Mobile? Because T-Mobile has this simple global built-in so that when you travel to Europe, you are connected. You can, I think calls are like 20 cents a minute, but... You've got all your data. It's still right, your calls? data plan. It's like wherever, right, who calls? It's, you know, unlimited text. It's your data. It's just kind of like 3G there. But if you're just doing email, who cares? My issue is when I travel on business, it's not just my phone. It's my phone. It's my iPad. It's my mm-hmm. laptop. It all needs connectivity. And, you know, the Wi-Fi in the hotels sometimes are good. Sometimes they suck. Right. This particular one. I could not get on. You also want Google Maps. I think you want Google Maps when you're walking around a street. Well, if you had T-Mobile on your phone, you You could could do that. that. Yes. So what I did this time is I tested something from XCOM Global. It's a MiFi. It's a little black device. It fits in my pocketbook. Very small, very tiny. Um, I had used them a few years ago, but it was very expensive. It was $15 a day. And they've dropped their price now to $7.77 a day. Wow. And what happened was I told them where I was going. So they send you one with the the radio frequencies for that country. Um, They provision it. It shows up via FedEx the day before you're leaving. So I was leaving on a Monday. It came Friday, which I was very pleased with. When you get there, you simply turn it on, it connects, mostly 3G, but again, that's okay. And then I was able to be connected on my phone all the time through Wi-Fi. And it's unlimited? Um, it was unlimited. I believe it was unlimited. There's usually different things. I think that if you hit a they'll certain... They'll throttle you. They'll throttle you yeah. and they'll pull it back to 2G. So in the hotel, I had my laptop, my iPad, my iPhone, I was using WhatsApp to call my husband over Wi-Fi in the hotel room. Hmm. It was beautiful. I never had to make a call. But here's the best part. Um, A friend of mine traveling with me, 
had the worst problem. Here's a tech reporter, had three phones with him. Oh, my God. A, an overseas SIM card, and this is always my fear. He couldn't get the overseas SIM card to work in the phone. Yep. He had nothing. So he was my best friend because with the MiFi, <laughs> I think you can have up to seven or eight people connect to this yep. hotspot. Hmm. So everywhere I went, I would turn around and JQ would go, are we on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you just want me for my my phone. <laughs> and it was great because he was able to be connected. You know, we kind of had this knowing look like he'd, he'd look like he was having, you know, email withdrawal. He really wanted to check his phone and oh. I would look. And the only downside is you have to keep it charged. Right. So basically, I walked around with my little Nomo external battery that we've mm-hmm. talked about. And I had two cables so I could charge my phone and keep the MiFi charged all day. And then I came home. I put it in the FedEx envelope with the label already prepaid, hmm. and I sent it back. I think I said when I went to Japan, did I t- talk about this yeah. last time? So we had Japan Wi-Fi Buddy, which is the same thing which a friend had recommended. Um, which Wait, we might have talked about it offline. So maybe make sure just you explain, because maybe we only talked so about Japan it together. So Japan is um, very similar. Like, it's just you have... You have some Wi-Fi throughout the country in the mm-hmm. cities, but you're, it's a public Wi-Fi, so it doesn't work so great and whatever. And we really need a Google Maps. Like You have to have Google you Maps. You have to have yeah. Google Maps. And um, and all the transit apps I download, whatever. So a friend of ours told us about the thing called um, Japan Wi-Fi Buddy. It was 60 bucks for eight days, unlimited data, unlimited text. I don't even try. Could everyone connect to it? Ten devices. I see. That's wow. awesome. And it, they delivered it to our hotel. Wow. So it was waiting for us at the concierge with the prepaid envelope to return it with an extra battery. <laughs> oh, nice. And then we just handed the envelope to the concierge when we left. And they shipped it, sent it back for us. That's that amazing. So Perfect. it was like the great, thank God, because we went everywhere. And we used Google Maps. We used Yelp. We used like the Japanese version of Yelp. Like whatever it was, the transit app. I never could have done it without right. and $60 I mean again the whole idea For is eight if days. it's just one phone you know it's a lot of money but if your whole family can connect to it right. or like I could share the XCOM Global with colleagues right. and put it on all my devices it's so worth it because when I AT&T wanted $40 That's what to give me wanted. an international plan that comprised of 200 megabytes yep. of data. Oh my I mean, God. I would go That's through that in two nothing. days. That's what Verizon was yeah. too when I locked. I was like, maybe we'll yeah. just do that. And, and then it's like, just and your one phone. device. And one device. Right, it's we were just four your of us. So highly recommend it. And it sounds yeah. just like what you used, which is brilliant. I mean, I think, you know, they make it so easy. And today. it's so much better than renting a cell phone. Like right. that used mm-hmm. to be the old way to do it. Right. Don't do that. That's... And everyone talks about putting a SIM card in your in an no. unlocked phone. But if it doesn't work, you're screwed. And I got to tell you too, we did that when we were in Italy. You don't know when it runs through the data. So, like, right. all of a sudden, we had no. T- like, as soon as it went on, if we yeah. logged in, that was it. You That's used it. all your data to download your email, and you were like, "What just happened?" And we went through like euro after euro after <laughs> euro buying these SIM cards because we didn't understand what was happening. Right. It was that was bad. Bad. The MiFi's are the way to go. I'm That's so, so cool. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna keep that in mind for next time we go to. Well, and the Europe. price drop just makes it so attractive. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and the fact that they send it to you—you you don't have to do anything. I just had to put it. Right back in the FedEx bag yeah. and drop it <laughs> off. the best thing ever. Nice. Bye. All right, awesome. Yay, those were good bites. <laughs> All right, well, thanks, ladies. Thanks, Amy. Thanks, Andrea. We're so happy to have you back in the studio. I'm glad to be back. We will have links to every... Wow, we talked about a lot of stuff we today. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited for Jennifer Jolly's new site. I really am. Oh, so we'll you guys, you have to, to te- check it out. It's techish.com. And she really... It's so she consumer got the name. friendly. Yeah. That's so I know. good. 
It's great. So we will have a link to that. We'll have everything on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Parenting Bites, and of course on parentingbites.com. And uh, you can find us on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe, share. Subscribe and share. Those are like the two biggest things, I think. Mm-hmm. Share. And we were nominated. We should make this Yay! Yes. We were nominated for an award at the Mom 2.0 Summit, which is actually, for those of you who aren't in the social media blogging space, which is 99% of you, um, a big deal. Like in this yep. space, it's a great summit. They do the Iris Awards, which is fabulous and they do it in sort of a ton of different parenting categories and we were nominated for best parenting podcast or podcast of the year however they say it um, with some other amazing podcasts mm-hmm. some of whom have been guests yeah. on our show like Asha yep. uh, Dornfest and Megan Francis so we're happy to be in that company of awesome women with fabulous podcasts and um, that's it you can also find us on play.it where you can find Parenting Bites and all the other CBS podcasts until next week can't believe it's going to be May. <laughs> I can't get my head around it. It just has to be sunny. It has to be May. <laughs> it has to be sunny. Uh, maybe we'll tackle Mother's Day next week mm. since it's fast approaching. But we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.